0: Hello, this is Bernie Davis. Hi,
1: Mark Davis.
0: And welcome to our Intro Swansea and West Wales podcast. He's Mark Coburn MBE, international speaker, Paralympic champion, and he has created a successful speaking career across the globe from presenting his key messages on change and mindset to many FTSE 250 countries companies. Mark has kindly educated other people successfully on how to overcome their fear of change. And many audiences have learned through thought provoking elite uh, mindset um, principles, how to empower and how to be empowered, how to be confident, how to overcome fear and to consistently impact results on their bottom line, because we know it's all about the bottom line. All right, guys? Now, what's Mark's famous quote? And that is his winning attitude in life. Is the journey to the top easy? Hell no. Is it possible? Absolutely. So with that, I'll hand you over to Mark Coburn.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Bernie. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Excellent. Here we go. Excellent. Phil, can you see that, please? Yes, I can. Excellent. Good man. Okay, here we go. So, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Mark Colborn, MBE, and as Bernie alluded to, uh, I am uh, an international speaker, and uh, I've been speaking now for probably the last eight years all over the world. Uh, but I'm an international speaker with a difference because even though I'm a very proud registered trainer and speaker, with Rolls-Royce jet engines in Derby, my passion, believe it or not, is to actually help people, okay? To actually help people. Now, to be an international speaker, as you can imagine, takes education. You know, it certainly takes time to to craft, you know, that trade. But as an international speaker with a difference, what I'd like to, to share with you today is how you can be the best you can be. Because as an international speaker with a difference, my trade, as Bernie alluded to, is I'm actually an Olympian as well. But I'm actually a proud Paralympian. So what I'd like to share with you today is some key messages, some key principles that I've used in my life, you know, all the way from when I was a young child that helped me to overcome adversity, to achieve a childhood dream, And not only to represent my country at the highest and the most elite level in sport, but I've now used those skills and those key messages to go on and use my passion in life to help other people. So this 25-minute presentation this morning is basically entitled How to Be the Best You Can Be. Because I feel quite strongly that to achieve something in life for yourself, is relatively quite easy okay it's relatively quite easy however to help other people to achieve their dream that's where the skill comes in okay that's that's where the skill comes in so where did it all start well let me take you back to the very beginning when all this started many many years ago as you can probably detect by now these Richard Burton dulcet tones are real So I'm a very proud Welshman, you know, through and through, growing up in the wonderful town of Tredegar, where you can imagine growing up in the 70s and the 80s, it was pretty tough, very similar to the environment we have today, where people had to, even as the working class, literally had to fight for everything that we actually wanted. So my journey, where did it start? Well, it started with this wonderful gentleman, okay? And if anybody wants to hazard a guess who this gentleman is, you're more than welcome. This was my wonderful dad. And my dad was known as Mr. Nice Guy. Okay. He worked in British Steel. He was a crane driver for 40 years. And he was a true gentleman, which, you know, many, many people have wonderful parents. And I commend that. But my dad was very different. And he was very different because he gave me key messages and key principles as a child that I suppose long, you know, long, long ago, I I didn't really understand or appreciate. But it wasn't until later life when I really needed to call on those key messages and key principles that they absolutely worked. Okay. So, fast forward into my teenage years. Okay. My passion was sport. Growing up, as I said, in Tradiga, the one thing I always wanted to do was to become a professional athlete. My dad wanted me to work in the steelworks. Or maybe the council and I said no I, I didn't want that okay because my dad taught me one thing as a child that the process in life is very short we're actually on a very short holiday in this life think about the process that we are born we live and we pass on now passing on is quite a taboo subject however it's fact okay Perception is not reality in this conversation. Reality is reality. So the sooner people wake up and realize that that clock is ticking away every day, it's only then you start to realize how will you use the 168 hours that we all share every week in our our lives. Just think about that for one moment, okay? My question is, what do you do with that 168 hours? Yes, you have to sleep for 49 hours of the week, of course, because sleep is another form of medicine. But my point is this. My dad shared with me when I was probably about 10 years of age. And my dad said to me, Mark, please understand that life is very short. And remember that one day in the future, tomorrow, will be your last day. Just think... Just let that sink in for a moment. And when I was about, I'm sure when I was about 10, I got it. I absolutely got it. So I almost had this passion, this vision to ensure that maybe one day in the future, I can achieve this childhood dream. Now think about this. Many people in South Wales, many of my friends in school and college, they were like, yeah, 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 whatever. Just go and work, you know, in the steelworks like everybody else. But that dream, that aspiration stayed with me all my life, okay? All my life. And it led me on to racing triathlon. It led me on to rock climbing. And then it led me on to the sport of paragliding. Now, if you look closely in the center of this picture, underneath that blue canopy, above Rossilli Beach, in the beautiful, stunning part of South Wales, above the Gower Peninsula, that was me. That was me living the dream. I was, I was 40 years of age when this photograph was taken, okay? It was taken on the 2nd of May, 2009. So 11 years this Saturday, okay? And I'll never ever forget this day as long as my eyes are open, okay? So this picture was taken at about 11.30 a.m. that morning. And you can see, conditions are perfect. I was qualified as a paragliding pilot, I was flying with, you know, 21 other pilots that day. Conditions were perfect. However, think about COVID-19 at this moment. Think about the life you had eight weeks ago when life was, life was fine. We were all on this conveyor belt of enjoying our lives and working hard and enjoying the fruits of, of our life. And then life throws a curveball at you, doesn't it? It's how you react And how you deal with it is how your future is going to pan out. Many people are going to come out of this COVID-19 situation, okay? And they're probably going to need some trauma counseling. They're probably going to need some help, some support. And I guess I was very lucky that my dad, at this point in my life, was my go-to guy. I got no brothers or sisters, okay? But my dad was my go-to guy. Why do I say that? Well unfortunately, six hours after this picture was taken, I was flying across the top ridge that you see on the right-hand side there. Probably just about where that gentleman is under the red and white paragliding canopy. And unfortunately, through a complete complete freak of nature, my canopy, 30 foot of nylon, just collapsed. Just literally collapsed underneath me because I flew into what they call a crosswind which is two air streams that fight for the same space. So you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't touch it, but it's there. Exactly like the situation we're in at the moment. Exactly like any situation that you encounter in your life or your business, okay? So unfortunately, you can imagine what's gonna happen next. I came down from about 40 feet, I landed on the top ridge that you can actually see there onto the grass. I landed feet first, I compressed, which was, you know, you can imagine, it was it was bad enough in itself. But to add insult to injury, the canopy reinflated and I got dragged for about 100 meters. So you can imagine, I'm lying on the floor, I'm totally paralyzed from the waist down, I'm fully conscious, but I'm in no pain. So I didn't panic. I was just like, well, why don't my legs work? Why can't I feel my legs? So that situation I was in is very similar to where we are now. There's lots of change going on in our lives, but we can't do anything about it. So we almost feel useless, even though we're all competent individuals, competent adults. Now the gentleman you see in the bottom left-hand corner, he saw me crash, he came to my aid, and his name is Sergeant Dennis Lewis. He's an ex-SAS paratroop instructor, okay? Probably the most highly qualified and decorated paragliding pilot to be there that day, When I crashed, he radioed for the Wales Air Ambulance who arrived in about 11 minutes and I'm forever grateful for the Air Ambulance, okay? I really am. So I got stabilized and airlifted to Morriston Hospital that evening. So picture the scene. The doctors called my parents because I was divorced at this point. So I said to the doctor, just tell my parents I've I've had an accident, but I'm okay. So I'll never forget being told that night that, unfortunately, I'd broken my back. Now, normally, this kind of presentation, this keynote takes about 90 minutes to really drill down, really dig deep into the emotional feelings, gratitude, appreciations that we have as human beings, okay? Because this trillion-dollar machine that we take for granted, it is, it, it's, it's, we think it's unbreakable. Okay, we do, but it's not, trust me. Okay, so I'll never forget after being in hospital, after having a spinal operation and having six titanium pins inserted into my spine, I finally realized that I'd ended up with what they call lower leg paralysis. So technically, my feet don't work, my calf muscles don't work, my glutes don't work or my bum muscles, my hamstrings don't fire. However, the one group of muscles that thankfully still work and still fire, as you can see from this picture, is my quads. Now, if anybody knows anything about cycling, those are your major muscles you need to push the pedals around. So when I finally left hospital after six months of rehabilitation, trauma, Sue Warrell knows me very well whenever Sue is on the call, okay? I went through a trauma in my life that I would never want anybody to ever go through because... I almost, I almost came to the end, okay? And I'll leave that thought with you because even though I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to end my life because I love my life, but I just wanted to stop the situation I was in because I was paralyzed from the waist down. I was embarrassed to be fed and washed and changed every day, you know, at the age of 40. So my point to you is this. Think about where you are in your life right now how can you improve your situation? How can you become better than than what you are today or who you are today? In other words, what's those one percenters? Because when when I actually left hospital and I started cycling with a disability, I found that the small differences in my life made all the difference, okay? And that's how I met Sue Worrell, you know, literally, probably about, Yeah, probably about 18 months after my accident, okay? And Sue educated me on how to look after my body through health and well-being, through through nutritional information. So what's my point? My point is this. Your health is your responsibility. Nobody else's. Your health is not the responsibility of the NHS. It's not, okay? So if you're going to be healthy, it's going to be down to you. If you're going to be unhealthy, it's also going to be down to you. Now, I don't say that to patronize you. What I say that for is that if you're going to be successful, it's going to be down to you. So the only way your dreams are going to become reality is that you have to focus on change, but accept change. Okay? So literally 12 months after my accident, I started cycling. And okay, I was just riding regularly, you know, for a bit of fun. And then the air ambulance called me one day. And asked me if I'd like to participate in a charity cycle ride. I said, yes. These people saved my life, remember. And they said, well, it's 523 miles in a week. I was like, oh, dear. (laughs) But I thought, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And when we were on the ride, a wonderful chiropractor asked me if I was training for the London Paralympic Games, which was two years away. I said, no, why the hell would I do that? He said, I think you should, young man. You've got the potential. You've got the engine. You've got the mindset. What's stopping you? And it led me back to the conversation I had with my dad about one day in the future, tomorrow is going to be your last day. I thought, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I gave up my job, my company car, my big salary. I gave it all up and signed on JobSeeker's Allowance. Okay? £93 a week I was living off. Most people thought I was crazy. Even my dad said, go back to work, you fool. I said, no, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got one chance, one opportunity to maybe get there. That's all I wanted to do was just to get there. Okay? Because of this reason, please take a screenshot, take a picture, read this, write it down, whatever you want to do. This statement changed my life. Think about this okay? Personally, I can accept failure because everyone fails at something. But what I cannot accept is not trying. At least try, because if you don't try, you've already failed. So I started training, as I said, when I met Sue Worrell. And Sue Worrell was just an incredible team player in my life. She really was, okay? And I can't thank her enough, and she knows that. And I'll never forget having a conversation with Sue based upon the quality of food that we need as human beings. And I'll never forget thinking about the statement that if you don't eat the correct food as medicine in time, you will have to eat medicine as your food. Think about that. So I became an advocate of great health and well-being, And thankfully after 18 months of lots of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, I finally made it into the British cycling team. Now I don't show you this picture to impress you, but to impress on you. I was 42. I was older than most of the coaches, okay? I really was. But age is just a number on your birthday card. So think about this. Whatever you want to achieve in life, if somebody else has done it, it's possible. As Bernie said earlier on, my quote is, is the journey to the top easy? Hell no. Hell no, it's not. Is it possible? Absolutely. Because British cycling had formulated other world and Paralympic champions. It had been done before. The only thing I had to have was belief in the organization. I had to have belief in the process, belief in myself. And the most important part of of the, the, the package is having belief in myself doing the process. That was it okay that was it so think about that belief in the company belief in the process belief in yourself but belief in yourself doing the process okay so in February 2012 fast forward you know February 2012 you know this is the Olympic year now I was very privileged to race in Los Angeles on the track on the velodrome and I won the world championships in a race which is 12 laps of the velodrome, okay? So it's called the three-kilometer pursuit, or two miles in old money, Phil Emanuel. So so that three kilometers is, is about four minutes, flat out, okay? Absolutely flat out. Now, it took me almost two years of training to become almost fit enough to race on world record pace. However, going into the Paralympics in 2012, okay, think about... Think about that euphoric summer of sport, okay? A wonderful summer of sport where we had a Wimbledon champion, we had a Tour de France champion, we had the Olympics. Okay, hands up who we'll watched the Olympics. Okay, would you all agree that it was a great warm-up for the Paralympics? Okay, think about this. So so going into the Paralympics, this was a childhood dream. So when I became selected to race in the Paralympics. I kept thinking of this statement that I'd seen from Charles Darwin. Okay. It's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent. I've got five GCSEs. I haven't got a master's degree. Okay. In life or psychology, but the people who survive are the ones most responsive to change. Okay think about that. If you want your life to change, you have to change. You have to. I was not born a world or Paralympic champion. I wasn't. I was born Margaret's boy. Okay? But you have to become that person. You have to. Because what you do absolutely works. If other people have done it, it's possible. Here's my point. Okay? Please write this down. What you do absolutely works. But there's a catch is a catch and the catch is you have to accept a temporary loss of social esteem from ignorant people because people do not have your vision they do not have your dream okay they don't have your passion they don't even my dad thought I was crazy to train for the Paralympics unfortunately we lost my dad seven months before the Paralympic games. My dad never saw me win the world championships. My dad never saw me enter the Paralympic games, the biggest, the most prestigious sporting event on the planet. But here's here's the golden nugget. Here's the pearl of wisdom. I went into the games not on great luck, but on great health. Now, the health is holistic health, physical health, spiritual health, you know, nutritional health and mindset. Okay. Absolutely mindset. But going into the games, I had this in the back of my mind, which is what we all think about. What if I fail? I've just given up two and a half years of my life, my job. Okay. What if I fail? And that's what you think in your career every day There's four pillars of doubt please write these down apprehension. Okay. I heard somebody say on the call earlier on, I can't remember who it was, you know, about being apprehensive about speaking in front of people. That's natural. Okay. That's natural. Apprehension, fear. We all fear something because the voice is there and the brain is there to keep us safe. Doubt. Okay. So think about apprehension, fear, doubt, and uncertainty, because we don't know what's going to happen. So Professor Steve Peters, who is the great author of the book called The Chimp Paradox, taught me a a great one-liner, okay? If you give 100% in life, you have to accept the outcome. You have to, okay? As long as you give it 100%, you will never and should never ever have any regrets, because you've given it your best. Because 101% or 110%, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You can only give your best. And if you give your best, you should be proud of it. Even if you win gold, silver, or bronze, it doesn't matter. You've given it your best. So going into the Paralympics, going into the games as a world champion in my event, okay? I was very proud indeed. I raced in three races in the Paralympics in front of the whole world. Okay. Most people ask me all the time, how did you cope? Okay. I just gave it a hundred percent. I evaluated the risk. There's no risk. It's just racing on a bike. That's it. But as long as you focus and think logically, not emotionally, you have to accept the outcome. So after winning two silver medals, one in the sprint and one in the 10 mile time trial, It was then on to the three-kilometer pursuit. And this is the great part of the story. That morning, which was the 31st of August 2012, the whole world was watching 7,000 people in the Olympic velodrome in London. 1.2 million people on Channel 4 were watching. They all tuned in. And a young lad from China broke the world record in my event. How rude. How rude. So my coach said to me, Mark, you're going to have to break the world record just to get into the final, because this was the qualification rounds. So I said to Tom, my coach, let's just do it, Tom, because remember, it's only going to happen once. So when you represent your country, it's all or nothing. Remember, what was possible works, but there was a catch. I had to accept that temporary loss of social esteem from ignorant people. Most of my friends thought I was crazy, but only I wanted to win that gold medal. Nobody else. So that morning, I went onto the track. I broke the world record, which meant then that I made it into the final that afternoon. What's my point? My point is this. In your business, in your life, are you authentic to yourself? Are you giving every day 100%? Not 105 or 110, because you'll burn out, because it doesn't exist, okay? But are you giving your life, your body, 100%? Are you fueling your body like an Olympic athlete? Because if you want to achieve your dream, you have to be the best you can be, okay? You have to. So that afternoon, four hours later, it was now time to perform in front of the whole world. Because I couldn't have any more sleep. I couldn't have any more training. I couldn't eat any more food. This was now the very end of the journey that I'd been waiting for for almost 30 years. Okay. Because that dream, that aspiration, that vision had never gone away. Because now it was time to prove to myself, to my coach, to my family, and my country 63 million people who I was representing in the Paralympics, they all wanted me to win. And when you have the weight of a nation behind you, supporting you, 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 you almost feel just so euphoric. It's incredible. I can't, I can't explain it. So my point is this. Who wants to see what happens next? Because what I'd like to share with you is my Paralympic gold medal final. Now remember that morning, I broke the world record. Most people would have three days off. I had four hours. I had to perform again. I had to give another 100% performance. So when you think in your life that there's never one more step, trust me, there's always one more step, okay? Have a relationship with that voice in your head because it's never going away. It's always going to be there. We all have it, this primate voice, okay? So hopefully, Bernie and Mark, this is going to work. The sound's going to work. And please feel free to cheer me on because you never know what's going to happen if you continue to give 100%. So turn up your volume and enjoy the next four minutes. No trouble over the
3: gate this time, Mark's away, pushing into this first corner, starting to get over the top of the gear,
4: no problems whatsoever getting away for this time. 12 laps of the track, and as we watch the final get underway, for the record, the bronze has just been won. while we were talking by Rodrigo Lopez of Argentina, who has got the bronze. Now let's see who gets the goal here, and what's the lights, that gives you the guidance here as we start. Coburn is down by 1.1 on the start. Now we know that Mark has a, has a slow
3: start, that's part of his style, and he'll start to wind it up now hopefully. Just making sure that is not going to try and go for the catch, so, you know, he's quite quick, so he could actually try and chase in, but I think there's any trouble at the moment, he's holding
4: out on him. The great danger of having such a wonderful audience is you to react to the audience rather than ride to your schedule or the man on the other side of the track, and you sell out before the last kilometre. Now this is a good sign in my opinion that Mark has got off the mark a little bit slower he uh, been called forward by his coach, just
3: dragging a bit forward, just telling him he's a little bit behind schedules so and he's needs to pick
4: it up a little bit. Still, it's the Chinese rider reaching the opposite side of the track first. It's 1.181, the deficit now, as we go through the first kilometre. And the first kilometre time, 1.17.611, and not a particularly fast opening kilometre here
3: well yeah, Liang was definitely up on what he was this morning to be quite interesting to see how much quickly he's going to go
4: and Coburn is coming back and as always this incredible crowd spots it before i do he's now inside a second he's down nearly half a second the steamroller is in progress
3: as you know, Mark's a good time trialist, he's on the road as well, so he'll know what
4: to do here. If anybody can actually lift this second part, Mark can do it. Here we go, as he closes in now, they're almost locked on the opposite sides of the track. Mark's up. And now Mark has reversed it by two tenths of a second. The stadium roof has just gone up 20 feet, as he now goes down the back straight, and he's now work in progress. He's nudging it out to nearly a second. Well, in the
3: city of Mark is a great pursuit. He'll know what he's going to do here. He shouldn't tire. I think the Chinese rider tried to go up very, very fast on him, setting a much faster time he did this in the second and a half up in the first kilometre. But Mark knows what he's going to do. It won't be long, I think, before he'll actually have the Chinese rider in his sights. Don't
4: well, let's get overconfident now, Neil, as he comes round into the two kilometre point here. This is at the 2 two-third distance now, and the crowd in front of me, as always, block my view as they all stand up. 2.35 for the second kilometre, and three seconds, I take it all back, Neil. He's got the rider in his sights. Yeah, I know Mark's
3: going to do it. I know he can haul him in. He'll haul him in Run right about a second and a half or lap now. We really should have pull up on him.
4: There he comes, off that banking, with a beautiful, streamlined, top-pursuiting position here. Mark Coburn, 42 years of age.
3: This could be the first gold medal for the Welshman, bit of a surprise yes, with him in the kilo, but he knows this is the one he wants, this is the one he came for.
4: Mark Coburn who broke his back in a paragliding fall when his wing collapsed and he fell 40 feet, that was in May 2009. In August 2012 he is about to become a Paralympic gold medalist. Look at him, fly! He might might not even reach it, yes it will, just about. He won't catch him in three kilometres. The bell has gone for the last lap.
3: Yeah, the coach has given up
4: on telling what schedule he's on, he's just pointed at the Chinese rider, go and catch him. He's closing in rapidly and he might just get on his slipstream as he comes off this banking into the finishing straight. He's a hundred metres behind him as he lines up for the finish. The world record has just gone by but he doesn't care. Oh my God, he hasn't! It hasn't! It hasn't. Won. It's won! i it's, oh, have to work it out. It's about 11, about 11 hundredths of a second. He's uh, got the world record again. Incredible. What a way to win a gold medal. Setting know beating your own world record you can't go better than that two world records and a gold medal from two performances today mark Coburn has got his gold in the best possible style
0: come
2: on mark yes i think the great thing is you know with that kind of race if you give a hundred percent you never know what can happen okay you never know what can happen now to break a world record literally by you know probably 6 or 7 inches on a track over 2 miles it is almost unheard of okay it all, it is almost unheard unheard of but my point is this if you continue to give 100% in your life and never have any regrets then just enjoy it because you have to and i i, I remember seeing you know obviously this this picture and this vision in my in my sleep because it became a reality You know it really did so i think the important thing for me and i've shared this many many times is that if you want to achieve something in life and you don't know how to do it reach out and ask okay and i was privileged to have one of the best cycling coaches in the world in a guy called tom stanton and you know tom was an amazing coach became a very close friend you know and i call this a celebration of success you know So another thing that we were given for our, you know, incredible achievements in London was our very own gold post box. And as you can see here, this is my mother, Margaret, you know, um, with my my post box in Tradiga. So, you know, very privileged to obviously have this um, monument of the Testament, you know, to obviously our achievements in the games. And, you know, if we want to start name dropping, I was very privileged you know, to go and meet His Royal Highness Prince Charles uh, in May 2013, It'd be you know, to be awarded uh, <laughs> the MBE, and it was a great day. But my, my point around this picture is that the day was literally for my mother because it was great to take my mother to Buckingham Palace to, you know, to enjoy the day, to see her son, her only son, you know, be awarded this incredible medal, you know, representing my country and sport. So what's next? Well, as Bernie said at the very beginning, you know, I've been speaking internationally now for eight years. I've spoken over 200 conferences all around the world, out as far as Tel Aviv, out as far as Iran, you know, every capital in Europe, helping people to inspire themselves. And this is the skill here. Okay. Because I can't be with you every day as much as I'd love to, But if you learn the skills and the key messages to inspire yourself, then and only then can you be the best you can be. Hopefully, if that makes sense, okay? So I just wanna maybe finish, just wrapping up on this last slide. Now, when I was putting this presentation together, I'll never forget my mother saying to me, please tell me that's not you. (laughs) Because The purpose and reason around showing this slide is because this is what we take with us, okay? This is what we take with us. The memories, the emotions, the feelings. I call this the squeaky bum moment, okay? Because this is what we remember in life. Because everything else that we work for, the house, the car, the shoes, the bags, the holiday home, the yacht, we only borrow all of that stuff because then when we pass on we hand it all back so in my opinion in my life i genuinely believe that the best dreams happen when you're awake so what i'd like to do is just unshare my screen bernie and then we'll be able to open up the lines let me just see if i can pin myself pin video there we go so Hopefully, everybody certainly got some incitement into my life, you know, um, to to start to think about your life, start to think about who you are, where you are, what you want to achieve and how big, how big is your dreams, okay? Or dream, I don't know. Okay. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> the, 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 uh, honestly, uh, Mark, I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, we do have some time, guys, uh, to, for us to really unpack um, things with, with, with Mark. But to be honest, you know, what you said about inspire yourself, for me, i just kick it off and so other people can just, um, so I, that's something I believe in. And I do that. Sometimes you see me online when I'm on my lives, um, giving this encouragement it's because I need some encouragement <laughs> sometimes you've got to talk to yourself and something else to out about what you said Mark was about um, you saw yourself you saw yourself with that gold medal and I've always felt that what, if you can see yourself doing something you've already done it and one of the takeaways I mean I have so many takeaways and I'd love to throw the floor open to people to just say what their takeaways have been from what you've said it's been full of so much inspiration, Mark, so much.
2: The skill, I've... as I said earlier on, okay, mm-hmm. the skill is inspiring yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and the way to do that is, it's very, very simple, very easy. First of all, you have to accept that temporary loss of social esteem from ignorant people. Okay, because when I was a child, when I was a kid into my teenage life, into my adulthood, okay, This vision, okay, this vision never left, never left me. I always wanted it. So by being authentic, by removing the mask, by being your true self, only then will people understand why you need to do what you want to do. Because nobody else is going to have your vision. Nobody else is going to have your dream. Okay, only you. Do you need to explain yourself? maybe sometimes to friends and family because they do think you're crazy when you have these crazy dreams but I knew in my heart it was possible I knew it was going to be tough I knew it was going to be hard work I had to fall in love with compromise which is quite funny because my mother thought it was a girl in Manchester (laughs) (laughs) but you have to fall in love with compromise fall in love with sacrifice if you genuinely Authentically want to achieve that dream, you know. So, if we can, you know, open up the call, Bernie. You know, more than happy yes, to take. So,
0: guys, it. what I'd love for you in. to do is if we just go around and just everybody, um, just tell me what, what quickly your takeaway. What's your your takeaway from this? What's the one thing you remember? Oh, could take yourselves off mute. Uh, uh, let me re- let me reclaim the host, and I'll take you off.
5: Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, um, Sue. Yes, please. Hi. Um, every time I watch that film, I'm exhausted, and I remember it like yesterday. Watching it and screaming, um, and it. But it is such a motivational thing. It really is motivational for lots of reasons. One, because of your determination and how you got there in two and a bit years, Two, Because you, you. Although you had lots of. Um, hurdles on the way and some really tough times you never gave up and the other one is because you were you were behind and it's so motivational to see someone who starts off behind and then smashes it so thanks great
2: yeah in any achievement and this is what I've learned okay in any achievement that is almost stratospheric to win an olympic gold medal okay it doesn't come easy I'm not saying that but if you want to achieve your dream, you have to play the long game. Okay? You have to play the long game. It, it doesn't come easy. But trust me, 100%, it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay? It's worth it. It really, really is. So, so yeah, nice to see you again, Sue.
0: Brilliant. Anybody? Phil? Come on. Yes? Yeah. yeah uh, can you, can
4: you, two two, two parts else? to my question, Mark.
2: Okay. Uh, first, one, first one is, could you still get into that Lycra suit? This this is the important thing. Think about this, right? Honestly, and Sue Waddle knows this, okay? (laughs) I I can, because I'm 50 now, okay? I was 50 in November. I'm no spring chicken anymore, okay? But I made a commitment to myself that I will never, never go back to feeling how I used to feel when I was working in corporate. I was 95 kilograms. Okay, which is about a stone and a half heavier than what I am now. Okay, and when I used to jump on the scale, my scales used to say one at a time, please. (laughs) (laughs) And and the second part of that question was on the journey, on the journey from, um, in fact, going back to the beginning, if you, I don't know whether you remember, but I came to see you when you were in Rookwood, and uh, that was the start of of our journey together. Um, But how did you stage post that journey from where you started? first getting on the bike, to, to going through the stages of, you know, cycling on the, uh, the, the, the fundraising event, to then start into train, and then thinking, how fast can I go? How, where can I get to? What are the major staging posts for that? There, there was definitely, um, the, the four pillars I spoke about, okay? Apprehension, fear, doubt, and uncertainty. If every single person on this call has a belly button, which hopefully you all have, your feelings at the cellular level are exactly the same. Okay? Every t- every person in the country, when Boris Johnson announced this lockdown, every person in the country, if they were listening, had the same feelings. Because we all go through the change curve. The first feeling was denial. Did he really say lockdown? Really? Because, because we don't want change. <coughs> happen okay it, it's it's just a human trait, which is apprehension and the fear is well how long then the doubt what's gonna happen and then the uncertainty it, it's all happening to every single one of us so do answer your question Phil I knew that London 2012 was only gonna happen once okay it was a 10-day period between August and September 2012, and it was never gonna happen again, never in my lifetime, okay? So my question to every single business owner on this call, every, what have we got, 19 now? Okay, think of your goal, technically, think of your Olympic medal and put a date on it. So if that's your goal, if that's your vision, okay, put a date on it. Okay. Mom, now I've got a question for you. Two seconds. So think about this. Whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, whatever your aspiration is, put a goal on it. Uh, sorry, put a date on it. Now, it could be a year away, two years away, three years away, five years away. doesn't matter. Put a date on it. Challenge yourself. Because as a primate, you will, trust me, work better under pressure. Trust me. Okay, think about this. We've all done this lockdown now for eight weeks. Some people are exercising, some people are not, some people are walking, some people can't be bothered. If your house was on fire, how fast would you run? Pretty quick. quick. Pretty (laughs) quick. Because you're under under pressure. Put yourself under pressure, okay? There, There is no Olympic gold medal that was ever won living in the comfort zone.
1: No.
2: It wasn't, it doesn't. Okay, put yourself under pressure. It's okay, as long as you manage it. Hmm. Sorry, Mike, what was your question, my friend? So my question is, I want to become a global speaker within uh, the next four years, that's my Olympic gold, and I want uh, a mentor and a coach to teach me how to do that, really. So I'm reaching out, I'm asking, I've listened to the universe, I've been on an hour seminar with Mark Victor Hansen, which has just written a book called Ask. you just mentioned to ask. And I'm asking, would you be my mentor and help me get to uh, my gold medal in four years' time? Yeah, we can certainly have a conversation, definitely. You know, I've spent eight years crafting a trade based on based on my aspirations just to help people. But, but that's my authentic side, okay? And Bernie, Mark, don't take this the wrong way. I don't need to do this. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, I don't need to spend an hour and a half with wonderful people. Okay, but the difference is I want to.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: When Bernie asked me, I said yes. I didn't say I'll get back to you.
0: Yeah. I said yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So let's have a conversation. We'll we'll go through. Um, There's another lady that I'm helping at the moment, um, uh, called Rosie. And yeah, we can certainly have a conversation around it. You know, and and I can open up to you, explain to you what I've done, how I did it. More than happy to teach you. Yeah what to do however I'll also teach you what not to do because remember just to finish on on this answer for for Michael I'm more than happy to teach you what to do and what not to do because it will save you time okay and we would all agree hopefully that time is the only commodity that you cannot buy back Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. And but what, what I can say, um guys, is that um Ma- Mark actually agreed to come to Swansea and speak. It, it was today scheduled for the village hotel you know so it's not that he's doing it now because it's in his comfort zone he can do it on zoom he actually ha- was scheduled to drive and come down to swansea and deliver this for us and he's he's, you know it's, it's just incredible and he's also going to be working together with us on a project which i mentioned to sue as well and we have some other um key people in terms of well-being and um a well-being forum and some initiatives throughout um, West Wales. So he is committed, and he's doing it not because, as he said, he has to, but because it's it's where his heart is, and it just shows out as well the value of networking. Because I met Mark years ago, and and you know that kind of connection has sustained us till to, to, today, that he's committed to, to work yeah. alongside us. And that's that's the beauty of, of, of what we have as Intrabe's, um yeah. Network and IntraViz anybody um,
2: Does anybody have any more questions, please? Please feel free because remember yes. there's
1: no, yeah, no tired, such thing. has got a question. Take yourself
5: up, that's it. Hi Mark, um, thank you for the inspirational talk um I, I just wanted to comment because when you're mentioning uh when you left your corporate job um and had to uh um face the what do we call it uh, the surprise and negative kind of feedback even from your own dad um it's it's uh it's it's nice to see that someone kind of have done it and and they are doing it and i I've gone through kind of a similar type of journey and uh, sometimes I doubt did I really do well leaving a well-paid job. Um, so I just wanted to thank you. It's it's great. Um, I just just background. I uh, I was in academia, had a full-time post, and uh, I'm passionate about my research, but were struggling to to kind of move forward with it. So I decided then to leave full-time payment uh, and set up my own job within my subject so um so i it's inspiring to see even though um i'm not in this sports i'm making art of of recycled uh, bottled glass and uh my my question was what and how long did it take you from kind of left your corporate job till you kind of start having um, a support network around you in, in such a way that, because I'm sure your, your trainer, your coach and everyone kind of helped you
2: Yeah, it's very similar the answer is very similar to what I just said to, to Michael, okay for the first 12 months I was literally in the, the hands of the NHS okay, and they, 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 they did an amazing job in Rookwood Hospital in Morrison Hospital, the Wales Air Ambulance, I can't with enough as a charity for saving my life that afternoon okay but if I had known back then the importance of working with a team okay and any kind of team okay certainly having an accountability partner it is is vital okay so if you have think about this if you have a career or a vision to do what you do okay Find somebody that knows you, likes you, and trusts you, okay? That you can pick up the phone, and you can literally offer either a problem or an emotion, and they'll understand. They won't criticize you. They won't patronize you. They won't think you're crazy. Like my dad. My dad thought I was crazy, okay? He said to my mother, Margaret, have a word with him. I think he's lost it. (laughs) True story, okay? But, and I'm very lucky that I've got maybe four accountability people in my life. I can pick up the phone and I can share information, sometimes just for them to listen or sometimes for advice, okay, for free. Now, Sue Worrell is one of those people, okay? I may not speak to Sue for six months, okay? And then I think, right, I need some advice on this. And I'll pick the phone up and i know that if she doesn't answer she'll ring me back but if she does answer she will give me an authentic answer because she knows me she likes me and she trusts me
0: exactly that's what it's all about and that's what we that's the kind of um Thing that we we offer and we provide in um Swansea and West Wales, and it, the wider Interviz network. It's that community. It's that support system, and it, it leads it leads really um, nicely into the whole matter of what our membership packages offer. And they do. There there are several rungs in the membership ladder, but every rung has in it the mentoring, the coaching, the um, business services that you need free if you are a member and it it it, it is it is very uh, nurturing they, uh, that's the kind of culture that we have in in interbiz Swansea and the wider interbiz network it also provides for you great um global contacts and people like mark uh, who who are there to inspire and edu- educate and might even end up giving you extra support as mark um come, um, <laughs> so um you know Expertly showed us how you how you how you get things how you done. Ask. How you ask. <laughs> you know?
2: and the great thing is, the great thing is, okay, your accountability partner, male or female, doesn't matter, okay. You may not have met them yet,
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay. And there's a great saying, and I heard this saying years ago, okay. Strangers are not strangers; they're just friends you've never met before.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fantastic yeah fantastic you have something more you wanted to say there mark we're coming wrapping
2: up but if you yeah so, so my question to you would be go and write a list of five or ten people okay that you can ask permission to have an open question or an open conversation does that make sense like michael said to me can we have a conversation yeah of course okay so go and find those people they won't come knocking on your door they won't i met sue Worrell completely by chance through a friend of hers, who said to me, you need to speak to this lady. She really knows her stuff. I said, okay. So my point is, I didn't know Sue. I never met her before. Okay? So go and find those people. Reach out to whoever you know and ask them, who do you know that knows about art, who knows about entrepreneurship, who knows about whatever your passion is? You know so, so yeah, good question
0: fabulous. thank you so much thank you let's give him a, a round of applause guys fabulous thank you thank you so much right okay guys uh what we want to do now we, we want to keep to time to respect your time some people have had left messages that they had to um you know go off i know we started a little bit late because we waited on some people i uh, did uh, is everybody okay in terms of the questions they wanted to ask are we okay are you happy Yes, I had
2: one more question, Bernie, but if, it's, yes. if if we're running short on time, it's not a problem. Oh
0: uh, no! Give it quickly, quickly. Let's, let's 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 indulge you because we started a bit late. Quickly. But I was just okay.
2: going to say to Mark, um, you really touched a chord with me when you were saying how, uh, when you were starting your, go uh, chasing your goals. You know, you had doubters and people that said that you wouldn't do it and whatnot. That's something that I go through very often. Uh, for the last four years, I've been in business, and being 19 again, it comes with that stigma of. Uh, I don't know, not being able to achieve things such at such a high level, I suppose. So my question is, how did you battle through that and adopt the such a positive mindset in, and self-belief and self-confidence that you would actually go on to do everything and at the same time battling through a co- the constant negativity? Okay, so are you on Instagram? I am, yeah. Okay, do you follow Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. Okay, so what does Gary Vaynerchuk say about... Other people's opinions. They don't matter. People- okay, so think about this. People work really hard in life to aspire to buy expensive stuff, okay? Sometimes to impress other people that may not like you anyway. Yeah. So what's the point? Okay? Nobody on this planet should be affected by other people's opinions if they feel that that vision is exactly what they want to do for the good. Okay? There's, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. We all know that. But if you're doing something good for the good of people or to benefit your dream, why would you listen? Yeah. As long as you as long as you have as long as you have a valid reason. Yeah. Like I said about my dad. My dad stood in front of me, right? My dad was a gentleman. I mean Honestly, just a true gentleman. And he stood in front of me, six inches from my face, and he said to me, just go back to work. Yeah. Think about this. What if I'd gone back to work? Exactly. What if I'd listened to my dad? What if I'd gone back to work, collected my company car, started working again? The world of cycling, think about this, right? This is so important. This is called the ripple effect the world of cycling would have never have known I existed. Okay. I've spoke at 215 conferences. I've helped about 15 charities. I can't remember how many networking companies. Yeah. How many people have had that light bulb moment? Yeah. If you as a 19 year old young man can learn these skills now. Okay. If if you can't achieve your dream in this lifetime, your dream isn't big enough. Your dream dream should scare you. Yeah. I mean this, it should scare you. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you then learn the skills on how to control that voice, control the apprehension, the fear, the doubt, and uncertainty, then you have a team around you to achieve it. Yeah. You'll never listen to people. Why would you? Yeah,
0: fantastic.
2: Thank, I, you you know, so much, uh, thank,
0: thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. And I, I think I just want to um, read back a couple of things that you said that I would like us to just remember. And one of them is what you do absolutely works. except a temporary loss of social esteem from ignorant people and the other one which really really resonates with me and I don't think I'll forget this and I will be using it but I'll give you credit for it (laughs) and it is this one one day in the future tomorrow is going to be your last that's incredible if that doesn't uh, you know, I, my my pastor church usually says, if that doesn't um, light your fire, your wood is damp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think honestly, guys, we need we need. Uh, we, thank you so much. And uh, just to uh, remind us, next week on us uh, Wednesday, we have Pima O Tong who is a legal consultant from Microsoft. She's a young lady, well. So she's 27 years old. She has a story. She has over 40,000 followers on Instagram. She is kicking it, guys. And she's coming on, on Wednesday. Please go on now and sign up. It's free. And um, the Alison Edgar, the entrepreneur's godmother, is on the 15th of May. She, is ex- she just deals with all the superstars, that's who she mentors and coaches. She's an international speaker. And then we have Emma Cooper, who is also a Welsh girl. She was a policewoman, multi-million pound business. She's running there and she's based in um, Newport. She's gonna be on on the 22nd and we have more. But guys, I wanna tell you, we're doing a lot of hard work to get the best people here. And we the, the online meetings are free but we do ask that if you, are, you come for two meetings and then you will need to decide whether you're going to join us because at the end of the day we are a membership organization and if you're finding value and getting value from it you need to um, put a ring on it as they say guys uh, but, but we are also mindful of the times we are in so we are open to speaking to you about um, how you can make your, your membership in an affordable way but we really do need a commitment and we really do need to um, build our tribe and continue to serve our tribe okay guys so we, um, we you have your details we'll be in touch with you um,
1: and then I just want to just say what Mark said really yes. about uh, the team behind yes. you yes. you know not everyone has that team and not has the sort of access to people at the moment. But we can be that team for you yep. because we have got all that expertise, and we can help and provide you and link you to those people that, like Mark said, will give you the guidance to yes. move forward mm-hmm. in your particular type of business. Yes. You know, and that's really important. And we can nurture you and help you through that. But uh, again, thanks, Mark. Uh, uh, incredible story, and you know, yep. it's close to tears when you see the uh, the, yes. the video. You know, amazing, absolutely amazing
0: incredible you absolutely know. incredible guys
1: and you're right that i mean that year as you said earlier on i mean i know it's a little bit sort of tongue-in-cheek what you said about after all the great events then the paralympics came you know but
0: the, paralympics, the, the, the olympics were the warm-up for the paralympics <laughs> yeah. i love that
1: yeah. but i mean you know i think that whole year was absolutely amazing it and, and i think it just rolled on to help the paralympics as well because everybody was on such a high and the support and. Since then, I think because I think they, I mean, people were saying like the, the London Olympics was one of the best, you know. Yeah, we the, have, like the, the we reason all the razzmatazz that like Beijing had, but we had sort Certainly. of something it's, special. Was special. You know? yeah. was the,
2: the, the reason behind that, just to finish, um, you know, from myself is that the a London, yeah, the London Olympics and Paralympics were the very first online games. Wow, so if you go back to Go all the way back to 2004 to Athens. Okay, it was on the TV. Mm. Move forward then into Beijing. Okay, it was on TV. And then when we got to London, you had Facebook turning up. Okay, you had Twitter turning up. You, could, you had all these online platforms. Mm. And I think there was something like three million tweets a day. Wow. Hashtag London 2012. Yeah,
0: okay. It was, it was huge.
2: So yeah. The whole world, the whole world, saw london 2012 literally from their phone (laughs) so so the power the power of equality and disability uh, of the vision that was seen was just was huge and then obviously Rio 2016 helped it to take it to the next level you know so but thank you both for inviting me on absolute Uh, pleasure pleasure, And we we look
0: forward to doing stuff good, good things and big things in 2020 Watch your yeah. space, guys. We have a lot of yeah. plans.
2: Very yeah. true. But yeah, thanks, everybody. Appreciate thank it. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you. Guys, well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we'll be in touch. You'll get the um, the, uh, con- the list of contacts that we had on today. You'll get, uh, I think th- there's a recording, so if you'd like it, um, we'll get that to you. And please remember to save your chat so you can have the business cards of people. <laughs> and please, guys, follow up. It makes no sense to get a... Silly early to come here to get to meet people, and you do not follow up. The fortune is in the follow up, as Tracy Smolinsi says. You've got to follow up, set your Zoom meetings, do make the most out of this, guys. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next Wednesday. Thank you.
1: This episode was brought to you by IntraBiz, Swansea and West Wales. Further episodes are available on our website, which is www.intrabizwestwales.co.uk. Thank you for listening.